Welcome to the Big Human Toolbox. I am Randy. And I am Todd. Today we'll be talking about strategies for big human, little human relationships. Come and join us at our dining room table as two professionals share insights, knowledge, tools, and strategies with you. Hi, welcome to the Big Human Toolbox. Today we are going to be talking about our last step of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, self-actualization. But before we get there, I want to share with you a little bit about what's been going on in our Facebook group. Um, Trina Wilkinson shared um, a great video on YouTube. She says, I was listening to an inspired message by an Olympian skeleton athlete about embracing the hit by turning to God and by asking to see his hand in it. She says, he will show you. She ended with, so listen and embrace the hit. To which her four-year-old said, I don't even know how not to listen. (laughs) Because I'm sure that every four-year-old is exactly like that. (laughs) I love it. She said, I wish my kids were good listeners. Biggest frustration over here is kids not listening. And I think that we can all feel her. Um, That happens. Talking about listening, um, Morgan Connell said, our four-year-old was riding his bike, new bike in the driveway. Some neighbors were walking by and he was excited to tell them about them that he had Spider-Man on his bike. He made sure to let them know that it was just a picture and not the real (laughs) Spider-Man. We were all so glad he clarified. (laughs) I love um, how innocent those four-year-old little kids are and how much they bless us. So if you need a good smile of the day, we have some over on our Facebook group. We would also like to just encourage um, each of you to go there so that we can feel some love. So today we are going to talk about self-actualization. This is the last step on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Self-actualization is a desire to become the most that one can be. So in looking at this, um, I have a few quotes by Mr. Maslow himself. It says, what a man can be, he must be. This need we call self-actualization. In any given moment, we have two options, step forward into growth or step back into safety. I loved that quote because it was so, I'm a very visual person and I definitely see that. Um, When I was in high school, I went to a conference and we had a speaker who drew on the board. He said, here are some rings and this is your comfort zone. And he said, you know, if you always stay in this comfort zone, your ring will always stay that size. But if you take just a little step out of your comfort zone, that ring will keep expanding until you're capable of doing more things. And I just loved that Mm -hmm. visual. And I think that that's what self-actualization is. It's just knowing where your ring is and then feeling that confidence to step out. Um, so some strategies that we can use is we can practice acceptance, learning to accept what comes as it comes, live spontaneously. This one's hard for me because I'm a very much of a planner. 
and I like to have things go the way I think that they should go. But sometimes we just have to step outside of ourselves. Um, the next one is to appreciate the small things in life. Live authentically. Develop and demonstrate compassion. When I think if you go back to the quote that, that Randy shared, when it says what a man can be, they must be. Here's one of the hardest tricks. Is that we, in order to really to reach that level, we have to really allow our kids to be themselves. And that's so hard. Because we have this idea, right? Whether it's uh, a social idea or whether it's a spiritual idea or um, whether it's a, a generational thing that's, that has been taught to you, you know, by your grandparents, right? Um, how you act or how you be. We really have to be so careful of finding that balance of really placing some really important boundaries of this is what you need to do to be safe but then let them be, let them fly. And that's really hard because we often worry about, like if, if our kid wants to go to school in, you know, a big poofy pink jacket or something, right? Um, we often worry about, well, people aren't, are gonna make fun of you or people are gonna blah, 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 blah. And I really think we have to be so careful that we don't that we don't do anything that diminishes that light inside of them because if you believe that they are of god then we have to believe in who they are and and sometimes believing in who they are means allowing us to to step back a little bit. It means that we have to give them them space. Now, again, it's a balance. And and there is a time and place. And that's the big model that I teach my kids is that there's a time and place for things. That I mean there's are a few behaviors that are just bad, but a lot of it is about time and place. And so be very careful that we are allowing our kids to be who they are. Um, and, and let's be mindful because if not, they're going to focus on what? Being who you want them to be. And then if they don't match up to that, then that could lead to, and I think I may have talked about this, it could, it could lead to shame, right? This sense of I can't meet this person's expectations. And so remember self-actualization is this sense of belief that I can be who I want to be and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with who I am even if maybe other people aren't okay with that. And if you talk to adults and kids alike, there's not a there's there's people out there, but there's not a lot of people out there that really believe that. That have that sense of confidence and faith in themselves and who they are. Um, when I think of self-actualization, um, I really think of my brothers and sisters and I. 
Um, my parents had five kids and we are all different. We all have different strengths. We all have different weaknesses. We all have different things that we like to do. Um, when my kids at school talk about how hard it is to learn and grow, I always say, well, you know what? I get it. My one brother, like, I I always found school pretty easy, and it was just easy to do. But he had to work at it, and he had to put in a lot of time and effort. And he's still that way. He has to put in a little time and effort. But you know what? My brother... He built his wife the most amazing she shed ever. And he just did it. And he could put stuff together. And that is not how my brain works. I can't go build something or put, you know, work with my hands the way that he works with his hands. And so I think that self-actualization is figuring out who you are and being okay with that being okay with being the person with those flaws and those weaknesses, but also knowing your strengths. Um, we really talked about that last episode is building on those strengths. And I think that that's part of self-actualization is being able to really see who you are and where those strengths are coming from and to see how you can be better and how you can grow. And, I think another part of self-actualization, which is a very, it's a very hard one to do, and that is you're learning how to focus more on yourself than other people. We live in a world where it's very easy to blame someone else for their mistakes. We can easily call out their mistakes. We can call out how they're not doing well. But for me, a self-actualized person takes a look at themselves and can look at themselves honestly and say, hey, I did a pretty good job today. Or how I handle this with my little human or how I handle this with my friend or my wife or whoever, I've got to, I need, I need, a, I need a repair. I need, I, need to, I need to fix this. And remember, living authentically, in my mind, is living with principles versus behaviors, right? Focusing on a principle of behavior, living with integrity, right? Um, and being able to do what you're supposed to do when you're by yourself or when you're with someone else. And living authentically also means with purpose, with meaning, with pride, and, and, I, and I think that these are all things that can get so lost away in, in our society because we focus so much on tasks and this is how you're supposed to act and this is what we're supposed to do and, and this is what we have to be, that all these, little, all these things that are important can become constraints or obstacles into really helping us live authentically with principles because if you live with principles principles you can um, make decisions with one day your principle can lead to this behavior and the other day the principle can lead to a different behavior right and it's about living 
with purpose and meaning and, and being integritous. And, and these are some of the things that are so important, but it's difficult to do. Yeah. And I, I really like that. I think it really goes back to our quote um, by Dr. Maslow, where he says, what a man can be, he must be. This need we call self-actualization. I think having that drive to have those principles and those values and helping kids reach those principles and values really make a difference. And that really helps them strive to reach for higher things and be higher people and really try to be their best self. Um, in my classroom, we really do work on creating a class culture where we focus on, you know, growing and making mistakes and learning from our mistakes. And on my wall, um, I have a thing that says, you know, mistakes are expected, respected, inspected, and corrected. We, I expect mistakes and you should expect mistakes from your little humans and yourselves. Mm -hmm. We all make mistakes. And that doesn't mean that we're not self-actualized or that we're not some great person. We all make mistakes. But we respect those mistakes enough to take a step back and inspect them and look at how they can be. And it was just a principal issue or is this a me issue or is this a um, bad time and moment issue or how how did this mistake happen and then once we inspect it and we respect it then we can correct it and we can work on making it better and then become building our same person just because we have reached self-actualization doesn't mean that all those other principles that we've talked about for the last weeks have aren't still important. We're still going to circle back to those and be working on those every day. Because like we've said, this is not like it is in the form of a pyramid, but it is not a pyramid that's just going to take you to the top and ta-da, I'm done. You're always going to be working on becoming better and growing and being the person that you're made to be. And I think that is one of the, the biggest things is that two things is number one is um, we judge ourselves really harshly and we live in this world. We feel like we have to be perfect. And I don't think being self-actualized is about perfection. I think self-actualized person is actually someone who's comfortable with screwing up and who feels and who is confident in themselves that just because they screw up, that they're okay. And that, they, and, that, and that the screwing up is a way for them to learn and grow. And that's why um, one of the things that I'm very cautious about when I parent or when I teach is I, I hardly ever use the word, I try not to, I'm sure I do, bad or good. Now, I know that there's definitely good and bad, right? Right and wrong. At the same time, I really try not to use the word bad or good when someone makes a choice. Because is it, it for me, 
Is her choice helpful for them or not helpful? And remember, especially our little humans, they have very concrete minds. And so what are they striving to be? Good or bad, right? And that's, 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 that's not what we, we want. We want them to be self-actualized, which is what? Oh, what I did wasn't helpful. Oh, so next time I will do this. Or, oh, what I did was helpful, so I will keep doing this. But if they think that they're bad, then that can lead to shame. Or if they just think, oh, I can do good, then that could lead to what? Them more concerned about what you want them to do versus what do they need to do to be successful. Yeah. I think that... Self-actualization really is just trying to be the most that you can be. And I think that that is something that we can work on our entire lives. Um, so going back and reviewing a little bit of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Remember we started off with our physiological needs such as air, water, food, shelter, sleep, and clothing. Our safety needs such as personal security, employment, resources, property, and health, love and belonging, which was our friendships, family, sense of connection, esteem, which involved respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom, and self-actualization, which is their desire to become the most that we can, that one can be. Um, the reason why we decided to start with this framework is because that kind of houses all the needs that a little human has. Um, and that doesn't mean that we have to be 100% perfect in all of these areas. Right now, with that little human or else they won't be successful. That's not what we're trying to say. But what we're trying to say is just be aware. Be aware of what your little human needs. And if we struggle in an area set a goal and work on it and say, hey, this week we are going to work on this. Um, but definitely those higher things such as love and belonging and esteem and self-actualization, those are those inner things that are going to create some amazing people. And so if you can really meet those physical needs, so that they can reach those self-actualization and that love, it will really make a big difference in their lives. Well, I think, is it, and also, as I talked about living by principles, right? Sometimes as parents or caregivers, we, we focus on behaviors. And I'm a, extremely guilty of what I'm about to say, and it's something that I'm working on, is... How many times have we said, stop it, knock it off, change it, right, to our kids? Now, in some cases, it really is stop it, knock it off, change it. But you know what? Here's just one thing that I really believe. Our kids want to do good. They want to be their little best they can be. And... 
And so if they do something that's not in alignment to where they need to be, then maybe they just don't have it yet. And so we have to be careful when we provide consequences, right? If they engage in a certain behavior, right? We say, oh, this is the consequence. But you know what? <coughs> the true reality is that what we really need to do is look at what they're, what's going on and then really ask ourselves, right? Do our little ones have what they need, right? Like, for example, if your kid has a hard time getting out of bed, right? You could sit there and yell at the kid and say, get to bed, get to bed, get to bed. But what if, what if it's the fact that your kid doesn't feel safe in bed? And what if all you needed to do is just be able to, um, to provide a lot of stuffed animals? Or what if you need to increase the light? Or what if you needed to um, have a special nightlight, right? Those types of things, right? I think for me, this Maslow's hierarchy of needs can guide your parenting, right? So like if they're going to go out and play, you can look at their safety needs, right? You can look at throughout my day, is there a sense of structure? Is there a sense of love and belonging? Right? Like I try, and I think I've said this already, I try not to start my day with anyone without saying, good morning, how are you doing? Right? Because sometimes I think we could just take, take what's happening for granted and, and we can run with it. And I, I think for, for me, I hope that you can use these Maslow's hierarchy needs or other parenting as guidelines, principles, and let these principles help you raise your kids and help you know what you need to do differently or what they need to do differently. And it may not be a timeout or it may not need to be a spanking or it may not need to be taking away something for five minutes. Maybe there's something they're missing or something that they need that can make them feel safe enough. Because I believe that if someone feels safe enough, if someone feels believed in and valued, they're going to do it, right? Because that's just who they are and that's what they want to do. Um, another important thing that, that I've have talked about, or I, I think I may have talked about, is if we really believe that this is a upward and downward battle, then... One of the important things is we recognizing that we are humans, we're going to make mistakes. But the other aspect is this. We really need to make sure that when a mistake is made, that we really repair. We, and a repair is not just, I'm sorry. Because that becomes a, that becomes a way out. That becomes, oh, I'm sorry, move on. I really believe in when we make a break, we really have to repair. And what does that look like? It doesn't have to be huge, but what does it look like? The kid needs to, the kid or the, and the adult, right, has to recognize what they did wrong. But here are the key pieces that we don't talk about. Empathy. Man, <coughs> if I'm talking to a kid, hey, when I did this, when I raised my voice, 
I bet you that made you feel scared, right? What was it like for them? We want our kids to think about what is it like for someone else? And then what am I going to do different? And then sometimes a repair is not necessarily about taking away stuff, but maybe it's about, hey, before you go back outside and play, let's go make cookies together. Let's go do something nice for your sister. Let's go do something nice for your mom. And, and I think that for me, what we're hoping to do is give you principles so that when you're, you're, you're stuck at a place you don't know or you're, you're not sure what to do, you can fall back on these principles to, to help you do that. I am so sorry. <laughs> I have not been feeling well lately <laughs> and I've had a cold and it just came right up. But Todd was on such a roll and saying such good things. I didn't want to turn it off because I didn't want to interrupt what he was doing. So pardon my coughs. I'm so sorry. Um, but like Todd was saying, those important things. This is about love. It's about care. It's about compassion. It's about empathy. Um, we are going to talk about a book in one of the upcoming episodes that really focuses on that empathy piece. And it focuses on shame. And we're going to be able to talk about that. Um, some of our other upcoming episodes that we're going to talk about is um, we're going to talk about some strategies to know and help us understand and help our little humans. So although we're done with Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, we still have some great things that we want to share with you. So we continue to ask that you share this podcast with friends, share it with those people who that you feel that could use this help. If you have any specific questions or want us to do a podcast on a specific thing, just send us a message. Right now we're on Facebook. We have a wonderful Facebook group. So feel free to ask questions in there. Feel free to ask questions to us. And if you have specific things that you're wondering about, please let us know because we have a really big toolbox and we're happy to share it with you. And I would like to just end with one other important principle. And it's one we're all very familiar with. And that is all this stuff are like seeds and you plant them and you water them and you'll be surprised and and you don't and, and sometimes you get upset because your kids aren't always who you want them to be but you'll be surprised and 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 so trust you have to have faith and belief in the principles and in, in this process and it happened to me one day I was um, unloading the gro the the car from with the groceries, and um, all of a sudden I took two bags of groceries and I was coming in and I tripped on some steps. And <coughs> when I tripped on some steps, I fell on the steps, and my knees got torn up, and also my toes got tore up because I was wearing flip flops. And all of a sudden, I just start, I just run upstairs and I'm in absolute just 
kind of pain figuring this out and 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 my and my michael something happened and he knew exactly what to do without asking me he went outside he cleaned up the mess that happened because i dropped some stuff and it fell it broke all over the place he then put away all the groceries and normally he fights to put away groceries. He put away all the groceries and he allowed me to take care of me. Sometimes we think our kids aren't learning, but they are. So make sure they're learning the right things. Believe in them, water them, nurture them. And I promise you, you will be surprised at who they'll become. Because remember, it's not so much who they are when they're in your home. It's really about who they are when they're outside of your home that we really want for this to grow. So we challenge you to just do something extra to help your kids realize who they are and to really get some of those principles. Um, one of the things that we tell our son, because he's very artistic, oh, you are such a great artist. And he has really clinged to that. And that has become his identity. And so help your children. That doesn't mean that that's the only thing that they're good at. But help them start to realize that self-actualization and figure out who they are so that they can help to be the best that they can be. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for taking time to build your toolbox today. If you enjoyed today, please like, subscribe, and think about leaving a rating and review. We also love comments. If you know of someone who could use the information you learned today, please share. We appreciate your time and support. Please follow us on social media. The links are found in the show notes below. Also remember to share your funnies with us. I can't wait to hear your funny stories. See, See you, you next time, time on, on the, the Big Human, Human Toolbox. Toolbox.